what happens when a black guy, a white dude, and an Hispanic man happen to be pro wrestling marks? You get debates, roasting, and fun in Jeet Nation's newest podcast, Breaking Ring Rust. And it starts right now. Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, marks of all ages. I am your host, Rocket Mr. Magic. Back, returning, is my tag team partner, the Cold Heart, JT. Welcome back, bruh. Thank you. Thank you. It's funny. I go on the IL and, and Matt takes my place. And now he is on the IL and I'm taking his place. Ah, so, hey, yeah. gotta so, be there uh, when the when the bell calls. You yeah. gotta be ready. So let's uh, so let's wish him a speedy recovery. Yes, yes, indeed. The franchise, we're thinking of you. Wish you were here tonight, uh, but take care of yourself, and we look forward to having him back. Mm-hmm. So we got but, a lot to talk about tonight. Yes, we do, and uh, we were actually hoping to have all three of us in the booth tonight, but um, he is not feeling well, and I did not want to miss out talking about all these topics. Um, we actually had all these topics to talk about, and then a lot happened today specifically. Yes, today uh, was and a so big day. We, so we said, yeah, we really don't want to miss out on this, and uh, Matt gave us his blessing to go ahead without him, so we so- are – soldiering on so here we are so to start uh on a sombering bit of a note uh fans of the era known as the aggression uh the uh, the, uh, the ruthless aggression. aggression ruthless aggression why always forget the ruthless part because ruthless, it wasn't that ruthless yeah, that's true <laughs> yeah. it was more like uh attitude era light <laughs> toothless aggression the yeah. ruthless aggression era i had a diva won the diva search by the name of Ashley Massaro. Ashley Massaro, unfortunately, uh, reportedly passed away today at the age of 39. Uh, she won the diva search, which was, I think, yielded her a hundred grand um, prize. 150 grand. 150 grand prize. 250. 250. Oh. 250, yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously working with the WWE. Uh, I don't believe she ever captured the belt, but I do recall no. her having a title match against Melina. Um, yeah, she was never, uh, she never won the title. Uh, just a little backstory on her previous to that she had been a, uh, Hawaiian traffic model. She had done some other modeling. She had been, um, in Playboy prior to that. Um, she had, and then of course did Playboy again. Um, and then, uh, was kind of known for that. And then she did Survivor, uh, did not, got voted off. Yeah, did not make it very far in Survivor. Uh, and then once they brought her back, they really didn't do anything with her. And she reportedly left the company. Um, her story was that she left to take care of her daughter who was sick. She dated Matt Hardy while she was in the company. Yes. Um, over the last few years, um, her name made it in the press. Um, rumors that she was working as an escort. She said it was another Ashley Macero. It wasn't her. 
Um, there was some banter back and forth between her and Sonny. Um, also some banter between her and Rebby Sky on Twitter. And so, um, not the way you want somebody to go out. You would like to have had a more happy ending. Of course, there's no details at this time on the, the cause of death. So far, they're saying it does not appear to be uh, criminal related. Right. But our, our thoughts, our prayers uh, for comfort and peace during this time of mourning to the family and friends of Ashley Massaro, gone too soon at age 39. Right. Uh, from that to another uh, mortality related topic to try to get those uh, comfortable ones out of the way. Uh, there was a bit of a, a Ric Flair health scare um, that circulated across the web today. And a lot uh, of conflicting uh, news about it, too. Yes, yes. Uh, well, as you were so kind to share uh, in the Jig Nation community today, that Conrad Thompson, son-in-law of one nature boy, Ric Flair, advised that the scare was, a bit over, was overblown and that uh, Ric Flair was... Uh, taken to the hospital for a scheduled procedure. However, his wife, Wendy, released, um, maybe we should use wife in air quotes, Wendy, um, used uh, and made an announcement that something had happened and then he was brought, taken to the hospital and they were scheduling surgery for tomorrow. So that hmm. conflicts a little bit with what Conrad said. So there's still a little bit of... Still some maturity what right. went down here. And she but she did say it was expected that he would fully recover from the procedure he was having. Well that's that's good to hear. Yeah. And our our best hopes and prayers are wishing for uh Ric Flair to recover. Yes. So uh while we're talking about recovery, uh there's been a lot of hype, a lot of heat caught by a certain Laura Sullivan and wondering whether he shall recover from the maelstrom of topics surrounding him and his comments from roughly uh, seven to nine years ago. More like five made, and a half. Uh, yeah, he made on various uh, message well, boards. Well, it, was, and, it was all made on bodybuilding.com. Yes. It was on various posts on bodybuilding. Right. on bodybuilding.com um, it was the same message board but it was okay. on different threats different on bodybuilding.com and he uh, admitted that he made them um, and let's cover what he did okay um, he made fun of black people uh, he made fun of homosexual people he made fun of mentally handicapped people he made fun of his current employer the WWE uh, he praised mass shooters. He um, basically he uh, mocked women. Uh, basically, if there was any uh, minority or uh, oppressed group, um, he mocked them. And if there was any group you shouldn't have been associated with or praising, he praised them. And yeah, it was not pretty to say the least. Yeah, and uh, apparently WWE knew about it. We're hoping that it would not come out, and it did. Then they hoped it would go away. Um, fans got out and and made it known. It got around to minority wrestlers, most notably the New Day, 
and Kalisto, mm-hmm. who who spoke out publicly about it. Um, he apparently issued uh, private apologies to them. Uh, then again, they were hoping it would kind of go away. Then afterward, um, the, the people reached out to Wrigley Confectionery, which is their one of their largest sponsors, if not their largest sponsor. Yes. Um, Wrigley Confectionery um, owns M M&M and M Mars, which owns Snickers, and they said and said, "Hey, does this represent your values?" And then they reached out to WWE, and then WWE re- released a press release about this, and they have said that uh, in addition to Lars Sullivan uh, attending um, sensitivity training and reaching out with community that he has um, offended, he's going to be fined $100,000. At the same time, one, I, I'm surprised Lars Sullivan's going to make enough to cover this. <laughs> um, because quite frankly, I, I don't think his work merits that. And and two, I, I, I don't think he should recover from this. I, I don't think this is a day and age where, where there's any place for this, especially in, in a corporation like WWE. Well, it's 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 telling on on how Vince handles problems. Um, you know, he was hoping it was going to go away. They did nothing about it. Uh, and this, and you know, I was kind of surprised that this came back to being a hot topic because I, I want to say February, March, people started talking about this, and then it kind of waned. And then all of a sudden, like you said, with the pressure, uh, you know, to corporate sponsors, it's come back to light. And that's when the WWE decided to release a statement about it. And, right. you know, then they decided to do the, the whole corporate stance. Um, I think anyone who's, you know, followed WWE long enough knows that Vince will sweep any problem under the rug uh, if he can to avoid having to deal with it, uh, which unfortunately well, is, look, isn't a great well, policy. Look at- Look, let's look at it a different way. Hulk Hogan, okay? Hulk Hogan was one of the two biggest icons in WWE. Him and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay? Well, he's, he's the biggest icon of wrestling. This is Austin, uh, Hogan uses a, 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 a certain word, okay? Disparaging one minority group. And he is persona non grata in all of WWE. You can't find him on the websites. You can't find him on... You can't find him in sales. You can't find him when they're talking. You can't find him in the Hall of Fame for three, four years. Right. And he's not even active at the time. That's just one group. Mm -hmm. Lars Sullivan offends multiple groups he even offended uh, uh disparaged the susan g coleman foundation who they're constantly doing things with i yes. mean you think this october they're not going to be doing another thing with them so he does all these things with all these groups not just one group and he's an active roster member and they're just like well make it go away the 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 level of fairness well, you know, okay. Well, if they I, were gonna, if they were gonna protect someone, to me, it would be Hogan, right? But the thing not is, not the new guy. The thing is, 
it's Hulk Hogan. So because he is the biggest icon wrestling's ever had to date, you can't sweep it under the rug. You can't really protect him because it's too exposed. That plus the lawsuit, you know, with, with Gawker, it wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't going to get out of the public eye. Unless you're a wrestling fan, you have no idea who there's wrestling fans who don't know who Lars is. But unless you're a wrestling wrestling fan, you don't know who Lars is. There are people who have never watched a wrestling match who know who Hulk Hogan is. But if you're not going to protect Hogan, you shouldn't protect this oath. I, I'm not saying they. I'm not saying he should be protected. But there, I understand why they didn't uh, do much protection wise, just because you know. You know, they they see, they see a future in Lars. Obviously, the future is is dead with Hogan. That's all in the past. The man's sixty something years old. You know, he's and he's so polarizing that you can't you can't let that go. You can't try to sweep that under the rug. I mean, with Lars, they felt they could. They were incorrect, but they felt they could. And I mean, of course, you know, I'm not defending it, but right. I that's that was likely their mindset right. one is an icon much much more recognizable much more easily identifiable with the wwe compared to laura sullivan here's the thing they have a guy who already let them down in january by disappearing on them nobody knew where he was he's a big oaf who basically can't work that well he's a body he's not even a good body right he's exactly just, he's just big and he's not a good worker. I don't think anybody's going to argue Lawler or Sullivan's a great worker. No. And you've got this guy who's not an established name. When this came out, they should have just been like, dude, see if anybody else wants you. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great point because I was thinking – what's going to happen to him and then i was looking at the timeline to see what he said pre-wwe post-wwe because if he said anything really bad pre-wwe they probably really couldn't punish him for something that he didn't do under their employee but since he continued to say things afterwards i was like okay, now that they should they should definitely take some type of action something to acknowledge the fact but, that this that this is not okay but they certainly have punished people for things they've done pre-wwe To save face at times, but there was unless they were saving um, face, they really haven't done that. It was um, there was a diva they fired because of some of some stuff she had done on a website. There was um, I'm blanking on her name. Uh, just talk about it. Just okay, yeah. Havoc they fired because of anti. I want to say anti-Semitic things that she had posted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pre WME. There was a and there was a diva who had done some like fetish stuff or something like that. that they uh, the, the the Amazon girl from from NXT. Yeah. Right. Um, but again, all that's to save face. This this is way worse than that. Oh, I agree. I, this I, is way worse. I, I, I you no know, argument for me on that. Um, but the thing is, you're talking about two women that they fired. Um. It compared to someone they actually, because you know Vince likes big guys. He always has. Yeah. Um, he believes in monster heels. And Vince, Vince McMahon Vince, likes big sweaty men. <laughs> Vince McMahon likes big sweaty men. He sees money in big sweaty men, and he sees Lars as someone that could potentially make money. So Vince will protect his investment as long as he can. You know, unfortunately, right or wrong, that's that's the stance he often takes. Until he has to save face and has to make an executive decision at that point. 
but it should have been nipped in the bud when Lars was still in NXT. Absolutely. You know, I you know Triple H should have handled that when Lars was more under his purview. You know, it, should, it and it took Lars coming to the main roster really for people to be like, "Yo, this dude should not be getting this type of push." Like, what the heck? This is not. Uh, this is not a, a nice guy. This is not a good guy. Like, if you're a, a black or Hispanic wrestler, are you going to feel safe getting into the ring to work with this guy? Right. You know, he he might he might try to hurt you. You you, you can't trust a guy like that. Right. So it it, it shouldn't have if taken. If you're a this woman long. backstage, how are you going to feel around this guy? Terrible. I mean, there's, even the things he said about Rousey, you know, claiming that he that he smashed Rousey and. Um, all types of other ridiculous stuff, the things he said about women. You know, do you want to happen to be walking backstage and alone and bump into this creepy looking dude? Right. Like, no, who would really feel safe in a work environment with that, with that guy? Right. Here's what I'm getting is Vince tries to, wants to get this guy over, but he saw nothing in Roadkill who could actually work. Well, yeah, that's, you know, unfortunately, Pritchard was the only one who saw something in Roadkill. Unfortunately, Roadkill, when he had his chance, according to Pritchard, he, he did not perform to the level we saw him perform in ECW. But, so, yeah, so uh, the last part with Lars, because uh, he doesn't deserve too much airtime, how do you feel about the fine? Is the fine too much, too little, or should he just been fired and called it a day? He should have been fired and called it a day. He should have been future endeavored, and that was it. And, you know, I think they should have said, okay, they should have future endeavored him and said, here, if you ever want the possibility of coming back, and it's and it's a an almost nil possibility of ever coming back, mm-hmm. then you've got to go to counseling. You've got to go and have these – then these classes and all would have been a condition of him ever coming back. But they should let him know, hey, you're probably never coming back, but you need to go and do these things as a human being. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there are people out there go, oh, people can change, but you know what? There's consequences for your action. You know? Yes. If I go and if and I murder someone today and I and and I feel bad about it and for the rest and for the next seven years I do all the right things, if they still catch me for murder, I'm still going to jail. Yeah, you know, there's consequences for your actions. So. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely. So I think that's. I mean, that that's really all I have to say about it. All right. Moving on to something a little bit more pleasant. So, haters of AEW have made it very clear once the company was announced that it's just a t-shirt company, and it would remain a t-shirt company until they had a show. Well, they announced, you know, double or nothing. And they said AEW is just a t-shirt company until they have a roster. They have a roster. Well, AEW is just a t-shirt company until they have blank. And, of course, the most recent one is until they have a TV deal. Well, now AEW has a TV deal. Right. And this was a not just a TV deal, but a big TV deal and a game-changing. This is a game-changing TV deal. And there's still a lot to be made out of it. And I've been reading a lot about this um, the past couple of days. And there's still a lot of info to come out about this. Like, yes. Okay. First of all, for those who don't know, they got to deal with TNT, which is the same network Monday Nitro was on. And they're going to be debuting um, later in 2019. Mm-hmm. And they'll have a primetime deal. They'll have a primetime spot um, some 
weeknight, apparently. What we don't know is what night. So that'll be a big Correct. factor. Is it going to go head-to-head with Raw? Is it going to go head-to-head with SmackDown? Maybe when it's on Fox, maybe when, or if it makes it to Fox, because we still don't know at this point if, if it, SmackDown is going to make it over to Fox. Right. Um, would it go head to head with SmackDown, SmackDown stand on USA? Um, would it be on Wednesday nights? Would it be on um, Thursday or Friday nights? See, Friday, when, Friday. Wednesday night, I think maybe Wednesday or Thursday may be the best night. See, Thursday nights, uh, you know, Friday night would be suicide. Wednesday, Friday night, think, suicide. Yeah. Wednesday night would be great. Um, I think a weekend night would be suicide. Um, oh, yeah. If you do Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, that's bad. I, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know that Thursday would be great because Thursdays. Thursday is a big TV night. Right. Oh, traditionally. Right. Um, so if you put it on Wednesday, then, yeah, I mean, this is a game-changing deal, but it also raises a lot of other questions, too, if you think about this deeply. Because here's the thing. TNT has something called standards and practices. Yes, they do, which is part of what sunk WCW to begin with. However, their standards and practices have loosened a lot in the past 18 years. If you see some of the shows they got on right now, like Claws and uh, the other crime show they got, I forget what it's called, they are really, really, really loose. Right. But at the same time, you you have to get the feeling that if they're going to be getting back in the wrestling business and with the taste they had from wrestling before they're going to be keeping an eye on this. And I really have a feeling that they're going to be keeping an eye on this and that's going to limit the exposure of a certain member of the AEW roster. Multiple members, I think, but if you're well, referring to, you're referring to um, Mr. Ryan. I am. Okay. Yeah. Because ninety five percent of his stick revolves uh, around five. Yeah, that is, that is that's all he has. It revolves around his his his, his genitalia. Yes, so he is. So if he's not allowed to do that, then how are they going to do? You know, how are they going to put him out there? I mean, it's if funny. Have, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because he apparently is supposed to be having some big announcement about his future very soon. So he well, may, he may not be appearing on AEW television. Maybe that would be a good live, thing for them. Because, maybe live shows, but not television. Because here's the thing. He's not, again, not a good worker. He's, he's without that gimmick. He's wrestling the first few matches on an indie card. Oh yeah. And not going over. And that's what he was doing before he got that gimmick. Before he got that gimmick, he was wrestling the first few matches, not going over, not getting paid a lot of money. Then he developed this gimmick, and uh, can't even call can't even call it developed. I saw Japanese guys doing that years before he started doing it, but you know, regardless, it it's in poor taste. It doesn't need to be done, and he and I don't think he's going to get away with doing it on primetime TV even on a basic cable show. No, no way. So, uh, I think no matter how good of friends Cody and the Bucks are with him, they're not going to risk their sweet TV deal. That's a lot of money to risk over one dude in a really stupid gimmick. Right. Doing willy flips. So, right. 
that I, I mean, I, but I do think, I mean, people say, you know, the first shot's been fired and stuff like that. This is a big shot fired across the bow because here's the thing. There have been talk about all being a number two, a challenging number two. Can anyone be a number two? You know, up until now, number two was Ring of Honor because they had the strength of the syndication of the Sinclair Network. Right. And the events they were putting on, and they just did Madison Square Garden, and that was they were the first company to do that. that and they're part of WWE, and they were right. And their partnership with New Japan helps with that too. Right, but they were the first real number two. But they, but everybody was going, yeah, they're number two, but they're number two by default. They're number two, way down number two. They're not, yeah. they're not a contender number two. But you've got someone who's got a TV deal on a major cable network, a cable that gets on in every homes. Right. And because pretty much every cable package you get gets TNT. Basic cable gets TNT. Right. right. Yeah. So you're going to get that. You know, you, sometimes you have to pay more to get USA. This is going to get TNT. That's something Vince used to always complain about. Right. So you get TNT. The biggest thing that I think is holding AEW back, and maybe this will change, is their star power. Yeah. Well, because they, they have, they've got Jericho. Right. Jericho's they, their biggest star. And but got, and Jericho is, is it, but, but who, who is Omega to most people? Right. Yeah, I mean Jericho yeah. is the star. He's the Jericho's the star. But again, and here's the thing: I, I love Jericho, big Jericho fan. But Jericho is at best a B talent. Well, the man's like fifty years old almost. Right, yeah. but even in his heyday, he was a B talent. Jericho was never, uh, or even a John Cena. In what way? I'm, I'm okay. You're, you're losing me now. As far as being, I'm not talking about in-ring talent. I'm talking about as far as being a name. As far as selling merchandise, as far as drawing power, as far as. They, okay, but they never pushed him the way they pushed Cena, though. Like, and then because Jericho isn't Vince's archetype. Of guy either he's he's five eleven he's not a muscle guy, you know. Okay, for one thing, Jericho's not five eleven, but he's, but he's, he. Uh, here's the thing: you can say they didn't push him, but for whatever reason, he never was that guy. He was always the. I mean, he's the most has the most intercontinental title rings. Yes, he's uh, you know, uh, what. Two-time world champion? Uh, yeah, I think two times. Undisputed. He had the belt. Undisputed, and he had the belt in the feud with Sean. Right. So he's got... He, he had other feuds for the title, and he had other, like, pushes. And there were times that they tried making him the guy, like in 01 to 02, and... Oh, in 08 into 09. But he never was that megastar. I mean, there's obviously there's like A plus stars, Rock, Austin, Hogan, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was the guys who were the A stars like a, like a Michaels or a Cena or a Triple H. Um, 
you know, even now, I guess you would say a Reigns, you know, mm -hmm. if you can even say that, uh, an AJ Styles. Right. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, Jericho has always been that guy who is just a step below. And I'm saying that as a Jericho fan. I mean, I've liked Jericho since, you know, ECW. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, so I'm not disparaging him at all. You know, I always thought when he first went to WWF, he was going to be huge, but they never pulled that trigger on him. And you can say, well, they never pushed him that way, but he never was that guy. So it's going to be a hurdle for AEW to make him that guy. Well, when he's nearly 50. Yeah. Okay. Well, looking here, I had to check. So he's undisputed championship one time, three time world heavyweight champion. Okay. Um, and two time when the championship was still the WCW cha uh, world heavyweight championship um, during the whole invasion angle. So technically we're talking about a six time world champion. Um. One of those times in the invasion angle, they're talking about the undisputed title because he won it from the Rock and then lost it back to the Rock, and then he won the undisputed. Then he won well, it with the undisputed title. The, the invasion angle was, yeah, I mean, it was yeah. past that, but yeah, um, the Rock had the, yeah, had had the WCW title at that time. That was right, right, yeah. The second time he, he won, won it, it was back part of, from him. right was part of was part of the undisputed title, right. Which is, you know, short reign, merging in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, technicality, that's why he's one of the reasons why I say technically. technically right. Time, so, yeah. he, um, but you've got, uh, the, um, well, but okay, before, before you keep going, what, so, I'm, what I'm saying though is, before, before you keep going, let me ask you this. As uh, last episode, me and Matt talked about um, talked about this with Jericho, being that he has a match for the uh, WGP World Title um, on the sixth of June. So, my thought is, we kind of postulated that they may have Jericho capture the uh, WGP title to help legitimize whoever the if he becomes champion, whoever the champion is, if either he puts them over or becomes their first champion to help bolster the championship uh it's uh its viability as a as a major title for AEW. I could see that. I mean WWE did that with the ECW title. Yes. Yeah. I mean they they did that. I could see that it would be a big IWGP wouldn't have done that twenty years ago. Definitely not no. Too proud. I mean, that would be against everything with Perioso. That would be against everything. Um, their honor, their values, their pride. Um, now, it's more about business. So, um, if you know, I, if Jericho does get it, I think it would be a very short reign. Mm -hmm. But. You know, I mean, a lot of things changed, uh, you know, because you had ever since. I mean, let's face it, everything changed when Brock Lesnar won the IWGP title. 
Yeah, things definitely have shifted a lot in Japan since since then time. I mean, when Brock won the title and then took it to to Anoki Genome, and then mm-hmm. it was the third belt title, and then Angle had it, and then they had the unification matches and stuff like that. Right. Everything's changed in Japan since then. Mm-hmm. That's very yeah. So that's very fair. Yeah, but what I was saying about their star power, I mean. Like everybody goes, well, you got all these great workers, and you do. You got a lot oh, of yeah. great athletes there. I mean, like I'm, I've said before on this very show, that when he's serious, Kenny Omega's might be in the best in the world. He very well might be. We just when, can't see him against the other people that have that. When uh, he's serious, you know, when again, serious, yes. when he's serious. Him and him and AJ, amazing. Right, but. The thing is, is you have to be a hardcore wrestling fan to know who he is. Right. You know, the greater population, the, the millions and millions of fans that exist in this world don't know him. Now, to, to the AEW diehards, they're going, that's blasphemy, but it's the truth. Oh, yeah. The casual fan does not you know have, Kenny Omega. You have tens of thousands of people who know who Kenny Omega is, but you don't have millions and millions of people who know who Kenny Omega is. Right. And you, you have there's millions and millions of fans who, for them, wrestling only exists within the WWE universe. Right. A lot of them have never heard of Ring of Honor. A lot of them have never heard of New Japan Pro Wrestling. They've never heard of, you know, Shimmer. They've never heard of Chikara. And they've never heard of Impact. Right. Um, they, they don't know. Their, their entire wrestling. There's some of us who wish we had never heard of Impact. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, we can't erase that time. Yeah. So, I mean, and I mean, again, everybody's going to go, well, you have, they've got Cody. And here's the thing. Cody has done some outstanding things on the independent circuit. Mm -hmm. He's shown what a a true superstar he is on the independent circuit. Yes. Trilogy with Kurt Angle. I don't know if you saw that or not. I saw one of the trilogy okay. with Kurt Angle. Um, I saw t- two, if not all three of them. Um, okay. But um, if you, I saw the match in England. I know I saw the, I saw the cage match and I can't remember whether or not I saw the, the one in England is the one I saw. Yeah. Um, but those were great matches. And mm-hmm. I saw him um, against uh, Zack Sabre Jr. In England, and that was and that was in uh, January of uh, 2017, and mm-hmm. I thought that was a just superb match. Like to me, that was like I thought that was the best match of the month that month. And that's blasphemy if you know what all ha- else happened that much. Month. Right. I thought that was the best match of the month. Um, but I th- but like he he's done so much there, but to the casual wrestling fan, he's Stardust or Dashing Cody. Right. Or, or he's that third guy on Legacy. Right. So, it, you know, it, it's about starting. I mean, yeah, you've got some like real up and coming people and people that I keep up with and people that I know who they are and I know what they can do and you know what they can do. But it's going to be convincing other people what they can do it's what wcw had to do but see wcw had the advantage of when 
they were trying to teach people what Malenko and Benoit and Guerrero and Mysterio. Yeah, they were introducing all, Lucha Libre. And, right. When they were doing that, they also had Hogan and Macho Man and Ric Flair and Arn Anderson and all these other Sting. people. They had names, names to draw right. you to the show while they introduced you to other forms right. of wrestling. So, right. So, I think AEW is going to need some names. And right now, WWE is doing everything they can to make sure nobody that has a name. Even a small name, like Luke right. Harper. Like, Lo, right. Luke, you can't get released. We're just going to hold on to you. Right. And, I mean, who's honestly – I mean, I like Luke Harper. Luke Harper's a great I like partner, him, too. Yeah. Who's going to pay to see Luke Harper? Hardcore wrestling fans. That's about it. Right. But, I mean, here's the thing. I like Luke Harper, but if you told me Luke Harper's wrestling at Ag Hall, I'm going to be like, eh. No, well, you would, you would be like, you no, know, you would say, eh, how much are the tickets? And if the tickets are more than $25, then you're going to be like, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, so let's think about the roster. So obviously, Cody's going to be mostly. And by the way, if it's more than $15, I'm going to be like. <laughs> okay. If the main event's Luke Harper, yeah. Um, if, if it costs more than it costs to see Endgame, then I'm not going. So. <laughs> okay. Well, you can't say that because people were scalping Endgame tickets on eBay, you know, for over thousand dollars. So, um, okay, so they've got obviously we know they've got Jericho. They obviously Cody's on their own roster. Obviously, they have the Bucks. Um, Again, but uh, both Bucks of them, of course, are hardcore fans, right? Um, I'm trying to think of people that may be okay. So you've got Pac, aka Neville. Mm-hmm. Um, people will recognize him once they see him, right. um, but obviously they're not going to recognize the name. Right. Well, when they hear Pac, they're going to think, they're going to think of Walkman. Yeah. <laughs> think you can tell us what to do? Yeah. <laughs> think you can tell us what to say? Yeah. No, they're, they're not even thinking that. They're, 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 they're thinking of what was this stupid tagline? Your grass. Yeah. Yeah. Your butt is grass and now I'm going to smoke it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was terrible. That was a terrible line. Um, the only other name that would be recognized by the WWE fans would be Billy, but obviously he's going to be working behind the scenes uh, as an agent. It's not like he's on the roster. Um, and again, even if he wasn't, who's going to pay to see him in 2019? Yeah, because he's a whole 52 or something. Um, and Jerry Lynn's working behind the scenes. Jerry Lynn's behind the scenes, too. Uh, Earl Hebner is also now uh a, a referee for AEW. Um, we got good old JR. We got good old JR. Now, honestly, the biggest name for them right now is JR. No. Oh the second right. JR's the biggest name for them um outside of Jericho. So the biggest names right now are Jericho, Jim Ross, and number three is Conrad Thompson. <sighs> Conrad will help because he's there, will help bring a fan base there who knows him because of his the podcast with Pritchard. That I, will actually be a, an asset to them. I just wish they had gotten Shivani, Shivani hadn't Shivani. And they had had Tony Shivani and Jim Ross doing play by play in color. Well, they possibly could. I don't think his MLW deal is all that long. Well, no, he's done with MLW now. He is done with MLW now. Yeah. Cornette took his place. Okay. 
And so, and Cornette's working behind the scenes in addition. Yes, but Cody had invited Shivani over to his house for a cookout, and Tony Khan was there, and they were going to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but Shivani didn't get that it was a meeting meeting, oh. and he didn't show up. Oh, oh so okay. they had made a mistake on the big green egg and everything. And mm. I see. Okay. But if they had had Ross doing color and Tony Tony doing play by play, that would doing be play by play. That that's an old school fan's dream to hear right. those two. Because Tony would do actual play by play. Ross doesn't do actual play by play anymore. Right. You know. And Ross telling the story and this is this and this is this. And Tony, and you know who's a better storyteller than Ross. Right. That would have been you could turn on your TV and think, you know. It's 1987. Right. <laughs> but you got, um, you know, you could hear about the full arm dragon twist. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's more, once that gets established and more WWE people's contracts come up, then we'll see what happens there. Yeah, because right now the names that they have that you're gonna recognize, they're all except for uh, Neville slash Pac, they're all older. I mean, you know, Dustin Runnels. Right. You know, I mean, people aren't as as much as I love him, and he's been working amazing in his older age. He's, well, he's not, working better now than he ever has, or at least right. a couple of years ago. Right. But I mean, he's still Dustin not, pulled off his first Hurricane Run when he was forty six. Exactly. So, so yeah, so he's he's doing amazing, but he's still he's he's an old man now, um, and the rest of the you know roster are just full of guys that people aren't going to recognize. I mean, Trent Beretta, Scorpio Sky, Jimmy Havoc, you know Frankie K- you know, Kazarian, um, you know Phoenix, um, Chuck Taylor, Chris Daniels, you know Hangman Page, like. Taylor's a guy they need to get rid of. Yeah. Um, and they, they don't uh, need any invisible hand grenades on, on TV. <laughs> well, they may be able to see it. Even got Jungle Boy in the roster, who I think uh, who I think the world of. But, you know. Rest in pay, peace, Luke Perry. Yes, rest in peace, Luke Perry. If you don't know Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, the son of. 90210 star Luke Perry, who passed away uh, recently. He, uh, Jungle Boy, had a very emotional match uh, at an indie show with none other than former WCW heavyweight champion <laughs> of the world, David the Arquette. One, the only David Arquette, who I respect so much more now um, in the wrestling world than, of course, than I did then because he actually loves the business and actually. Decided to train and work hard. He puts on, you know, shows. And but, but he's an idiot for getting into a death match when he didn't know what he was doing. Yes, that was really stupid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was really dumb. Yeah. Um, they, and also, I'll give. And uh, then trying to make a comeback. Yeah, he tried to after what he got power bombed through some. I forget. Well, he got, he got stabbed, and then the guy yes kept going, and he and he and then he got mad and tried to make a comeback on him, and yeah, that yeah. was 
that was crazy. Uh, I'm going to give AEW one, one, one credit here. Obviously, they don't have any big names on their female part of the roster, but they've done a great job uh, accumulating talent. Um, Britt Baker. Yeah. Uh-huh. Britt Baker, especially. They've done a good job. And, of course, having Earl Hebner there at least um, will help them solidifying a, a recognized uh, referee face there to help tell those stories along with uh, – JR and whoever else they decide to have um, commentary. Maybe Earl Hefner. Is uh, who's going to be commentating? Ross, commentator, senior advisor, Alex Marvez, commentator, Excalibur, commentator. So well, we will see what happens there. On to the big giant in the room, the WWE. So we've got money in the bank coming on the weekend. Okay. And, and before we can get to our predictions, we have to talk about the news that broke this afternoon right after lunch. Oh, yes. I was going to mention that you're talking about the women's match. Yeah. Okay. I was always going to mention that when we get do the prediction. Well, as we, we get cover that before you can do the prediction. Right. I was, we were going to get to that match and then, then we would cover that. That way, guys. That way, we're not repeating ourselves, there, JT. Come on. As much as they love to listen to us, they don't want to hear us repeat ourselves. So, we will start with the kickoff show. Yay! This is a match. Honestly, I don't think anybody cares about the cruiserweight championship. Tony Nice versus Aria Davari. The, normally, I'm I, I like the cruiserweights and stuff, but this is a match I could not care less about. I couldn't care about this match if you paid me. Actually, if you paid me, I could care about this match. But how much though? You because someone paid you five dollars, you probably still wouldn't care. No, twenty twenty bucks, and I'll care about this match. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, I, honestly, I mean, as much as I like Tony Nice, and I I love the fact that Devar is still out there, you know, working and he's getting a good heel push. What do you mean uh, still out there? It's his little brother. Yeah, he's been out for a while though. It's not like he's new to the game. It took him a long time to get to the big stage. It's not like he's been there for 30 years or something. Well, I didn't know, okay. okay. Well, no one insinuated that. But Devar has been getting a nice heel push on 205. Um, it, it should be a fun match, but like you said, like, I, no one really cares. Um, what really irritates niece me. with the running niece. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And these, I think, obviously goes over here. I don't think they switched the title so soon. Um, also on the kickoff show, which I think is a huge waste, we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, Daniel Bryan and Rowan, the champion, champions, defending against the Usos. Um, this match is... What? So, so Daniel Bryan goes from one of the, the main WWE events at, yes. at WrestleMania to the opening show... To, 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 to the kickoff show two months later. Not even two months later. Less, yeah, a month and month and yeah, yeah, month and a quarter later. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, really bad booking. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't well, get it. It's well, that, you know, I can't stand him, but to waste they, the, Daniel, the town of Daniel Bryan on yeah, the kickoff they're, show. They're going to. Uh, I'm going to say they're going to. Uh, keep the belts where they are because for one thing the Usos are only wild cards 
So I don't think they're going to switch the belts to wild cards. And two, they Which just and two, they they just establish the team or them as the team as right. a tag team anyway. So I don't think they're going to switch the belts. No, and it, and they just beat the Usos two weeks ago to get the belts. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some chicanery involved. Yes, I'm sure. But but um, I, I see. Um, I'm sure it'll involve the the you know my my prediction will be that um, they'll have Daniel Bryan beat and then Rowan will hit the claw slam and then put Bryan on top of one oh, of them boy. and it'll be the pin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can uh, see that. Now, I, 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 rumor- I can see the I can see them hitting the the double splash and then Rowan comes and hits the claw and then puts Daniel on top of him. I can see that. H- have they brought out the new belt yet? No, because because rumor and innuendo has it they're bringing out new tag team belts for for Rowan and Daniel. They have not yet. No, but they if they anticipate having a long reign, then they should continue with that gimmick by having him, you know, woodify Captain Planet every tag team every belt he gets his hands on. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's crazy they started selling the replica after he dropped the title right i was gonna say i didn't know if you knew this but good yeah. news you can buy that belt you now. Can buy, like, like he's getting all this great heat and people are booing the crap out of him everyone's talking about how ugly his belt is where some people on the lower like yeah okay the, the, low key that belt is fire and they start selling it after he drops it's like come on your marketing people aren't this dumb vince come on man why would you take so long to to have the belt out there? Should well, have been making it, money off of it. Well, it was well a couple of years ago. There was rumors that they were going to keep the belt on Naomi because she had that glow belt. That's and they, dope and dopey. And then they were going to sell replicas of it for kids, like toy versions. Mm-hmm. And they were going to try to keep the belt on her till Christmas so that they could sell it at Christmas. Yeah. And that never happened because then she dropped the belt in Italia. But I'm really, I'm, I'm honestly surprised as long as she had held that belt. I like and that. Being that she belt. had that glow belt that they never sold replicas of it. That glow belt looked really cool. You mean I liked it? I liked it. I thought that was very innovative on their on their end. But now we come to a match that uh, also doesn't matter. Uh, Samoa Joe defending his United States Championship against oh look Rey Mysterio again. I, I'll just say this: knowing WWE, Rey will probably go over. But if he goes over, it's a travesty after him losing in one minute. At yeah, I don't think it was a full one minute. It was like forty-five seconds. Yeah. If you lose in a minute at WrestleMania and then you end up going back over and winning the title, it's. I mean, I know they're wanting to push Dominic and make him a star, but I mean, if it was me and they want to do something with Dominic, I'd have him. I'd have Samoa Joe just beat the crap out of Ray in front of him. Yes, that's and what just it should decimate be. him. He needs to destroy him have, again, and then have Dominic try to come in. And then have Samoa Joe beat Dominic up. Yes, that's exactly how it should play out. The heel champion should destroy the father, then destroy the son. If you want, 
that's that's how you build the kid up and you keep building heat on Samoa Joe. Right. If if I, Ray goes over, it's just bad booking. I mean, it's classic comic book booking, but that's what I do. It's just good heel. It's just good heel booking. He's yeah. a monster heel. Book him properly. And and I've said this before on this show, but there's no reason to push Ray Mysterio Jr. at this point. No, I mean I love Ray, but Ray should be. If Ray's going over, it should be on a cruiserweight. He he doesn't need to really be going over on anyone at this point. His role at this point in his career should be establishing new stars. Well, I, I think he would need, if he's addressing a cruiserweight, he needs to go over sometimes to, to continue to keep his validity as a legend in the ring. And obviously he can still beat guys. That's why he's you know competing. But he should be pushing those guys, those, the lighter, the 205 guys are in slightly above that. Your buddy Murphy, your 220, 205 guys. Um, you know, though, when he's wrestling those guys, to put them over to help get them to that next level. But he definitely should be beating, if he's in a match with Davari or even Nice, he should be beating them, in my opinion. Um, I could see him beating, I'd say him beating Davari, and I could definitely see him having. Um, some cool matches with like Grand Metal Leak and mm-hmm. people like that. Um, but I think you put him in there with the guys who are the bruisers, like uh, a Tony Nice mm-hmm. um, or Buddy Murphy, who are the bigger guys. Um, I don't know. Say <laughs> let them just destroy him. <laughs> oh, because we all know Buddy ain't no, <laughs> no two hundred five anyway. Um, all right, so next we have a match. I really don't care about and they just they've drawn this thing on so long the miz and shane mcmahon steel cage match the miz like this this thing has gone so long I, I mean i i don't think there's any other option but that miz is going over in this one i mean it's just he lost at wrestlemania his dad got beat up you know, according to his dad, his dad wasn't even supposed to get in the get ring. In the ring, yeah. And Shane called it on the fly, and then now, and then his dad got a broken rib or something like that. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't see any other option but that Miz goes over. You know, I, I yeah. Well, he's got to go over because it needs to end. This this story needs to end. We need to close the book on it. All right. Right, it was, yeah. It was interesting. Now that um, on Raw you had Miz being a baby face, it was interesting to see that. Yeah, but I, I just don't buy most people don't buy Miz as a baby face. Huh. He's just, he's too good of a heel to me to to really truly be that good of a baby anyway. Um, on to another match that I don't care about. Roman Reigns versus Elias. What was that? That was my alarm. Um, uh, I will I will say this. I'm going to interject this because I thought it was funny uh, that Roman, you know, came back with all this hoopla mm-hmm. and all this like praise and everybody like getting behind him. You beat cancer. You beat yeah. cancer. And. He's sitting in the ring talking about his match with Elias, and 
everybody's chanting, oh, walk with Elias, oh, walk with Elias. And you could just see on his face, and he was just like, oh, gosh, it's back. <laughs> yeah. Because Elias isn't that over, but people are that anti-Roman. <laughs> But I don't know. I think, I mean, here's the thing. Elias is over. Like, he walks out and he says, hey, what does WB stand for? And the whole crowd, walk with Elias. <laughs> and everybody's with him until he craps on their hometown. You know. Well, he's a good heel. I mean, he, the, them turning him baby, especially during that little scene with Lashley, that, that was, I didn't like that at all. He's a, he's a much better heel. Yeah. And... I mean, the thing is, is he's an underrated worker. I mean, there was, uh, in, uh, when he was in the Elimination Chamber, man, he worked his tail off. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy is an underrated worker. Um, he's a better singer than people give him credit for, too. Um, yeah. And he, um, I think that that's a guy that I think has a future if they build if, him the right way. If he was prettier, he would definitely be more of a major star. Mm but he because he can sing he can work he can he can speak on the mic and there's a heel he draw i mean come on how how long did he draw those booze of that seattle crowd right back in february they think they booed for a straight five minutes right but that's thing if you're a heel you don't have to be pretty right but if he want, but if they wanted him to be like a like a long time like a, if he was a major to be like a major champ like a big time he'd need mm -hmm. to be prettier explain daniel bryan then That was that was a flu, that was a fluke. Like, mm -hmm. that, you you know that Daniel Bryan happened organically. Mm -hmm. You know they pushed Rock. They they pushed other guys. That happened. That was a that was a straight mm -hmm. fluke. Because yeah, bro, Daniel Bryan is a scruffy looking midget. It, it reminds me of something uh, Lanny Poffo said when he was talking about he you know he had always been doing the leaping landing gimmick. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to turn heel and he's talking backstage to the agents about it. And Chief J Strongbow came up to him and says, Oh, you can't be a, a heel. You're too good looking. He says, What are you talking about? You're the most uh, you're the ugliest guy I've ever seen in my life, and you're a baby face your whole career. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's certain pretty guys can can be the heels because they're just super pretty. You know, and that, that they, they're, they're going to be, you know, like, like Lex or Michaels, where they're like, I look so good, and I'm going to lord it over you. Right. Rick you Rude. Know. Right. Yes, Rick Rude. Mm -hmm. The epitome of I look so good, and I'm going to lord it over you. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you've got guys that look that are good-looking guys, but not to that level where they have that mix of everything. They're entertaining on the mic. They can, they can cut the promos. They can work. They even have some extra gifts like rock and be able to sing or, or dance, whatever. And you got that total package that you can put on that pedestal and make them, make them the guy that draws everybody in. Right. And rock was another one of those guys too, as a heel. Yes. Right. And I think Elias has the skill set. I just don't think he has the face for it. He, uh, I think that, uh, I don't know. I do think the guy can have a future if it's just, they've got to stop booking him the way they do i think they've got to give him something dominant mm -hmm. they need to give him a big win and a couple of big wins and give him some type of a push give him an icy title run give him a big win over somebody um yes i would I said that watching him in uh in balor battle over that icy belt right 
Unfortunately, they're on different shows. Right. Having said that, though, I think Roman will go over here. <sighs> Probably. Mm. All right. So now we come to the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, which initially was supposed to uh, feature JT's famous favorite girl who he has 800 shirts of and counting. 20-something. It's like 800. Um, Alexa Bliss was swapped out for Nikki Cross. So now... Well, let, well let's give the, the right announcement. In the afternoon today, Eastern Time, uh, they announced that she was not medically cleared to compete due to a concussion. Again. Yeah. Which probably which ha- probably happened during her last match. Um, which means that Naomi would be to blame this time. And then, uh, and so, which is probably why she didn't wrestle Monday night. And they used the same person who substituted for her then, Nikki Cross. And uh, Nikki Cross will now be taking her place. And by the way, what happened to Nikki being crazy? I don't know. It's really stupid um, to me that they <laughs> changed it because crazy Nikki is awesome. Right. Um, and and because like she had a perfectly rational conversation with Alexa, mm-hmm. and then she went out and she's like, ah, 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 and I was like, um, what? <laughs> yeah, I it, you, they took a perfectly good thing and decided to, to throw it out. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they thought that she shouldn't be crazy because sanity's no more any any longer, but. Mm-hmm. Crazy! They hadn't had her really attached to them for a while. Anyway, once they got moved to the main roster, she was still right. on NXT. So it's like crazy. Nikki works, but of course they go. They take her to the main roster, and then yeah, yeah. and then the whole Nikki Nikki wants to play thing. Oh, so good. Yeah, especially when she came out and when they were in the you know in in London, uh, I think it was when she had her match on SmackDown with uh, with Lynch. And right. she was like, yeah, Nikki will play. Come on, Becky. Play with Nikki. Like, so good. Uh, so so that leaves us with Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella, Shadow. and Nikki. <clears throat> yeah. So I really think it only comes down to two possible winners. Which are? And Mandy Rose and Ember Moon. I'm going to throw a dark horse. Um, we could get, a, which will be a shock, but Dana Brooke could end up winning this thing. Here's the thing. I had Dana Brooke as a possibility and I'm glad you said that until, until I, I saw her promo on Monday night raw. I did not see that. And was it, was it that bad. It, it was bad. Oh. It was like, I'm Dana Brooke and I've waited my whole life for an opportunity like this and to show what I'm capable of. Mm, sounds cringeworthy. Yeah, it was. It it was bad because you have everybody else like cutting a great form because you have like Alexa who's great on the mic. Um, you had Natalia who's you know been there done that. Yep. She knows what she's doing. You know, but let's face it, Natty's not winning. Yeah, you know? they they yeah. Her time she, as a, she, she's a gatekeeper, right? You know that's you know they regulated her to that, right? Um, Nikki didn't cut a promo. Lexi cut her promo. Um, you, you had Dana cut her promo. Um, Naomi cut a promo, which was whatever. 
Um, and then, um, let's see, who was the other one that cut a promo um, in the match? Um, let's see, Talia, Dana. Yeah, and yeah, that was the four that cut promos. But, I mean, her promo was just so cringeworthy, you know. It was just bad. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I thought maybe Dana Brooke all along, but to carry money in the bank, you're going to have to cut some strong promos, and she can't do that. Um, just looking at the rest of the field, Carmella's already done that, and they've kind of squandered her since she lost the women's title. Um, again, Natalia's been there. Like, they're not going to do it with her. Dana Brooke, we already talked about that. Naomi, you know, again, she's an athletic person, but she doesn't deserve it. Not a good worker. Bailey, with her current problems, they're not going to do that with her. Um, <clears throat> Nikki Cross, I'd love to see her win it, but being that she was subbed in at the last minute, it's not likely they're going to change plans and go with her. Um, but I think they could see big things in Mandy Rose, and I think they see big things in Ember Moon. So I could see either one of them. Those two were my my guesses as well. Like I said, Dana Dark Horse. Uh, I, I agree. You know, Bailey's definitely not getting it. Um, you know, neither is Natty as much as I wouldn't mind it because I know I'll get a good match. Um, out of her, I would like to see a really good heel run out of Natty. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would like to see Natty win because I think Natty is a great worker mm -hmm. and I'm a fan of hers, but I just don't think they're going to do it. I think they see Natty as a good hand. Um, yeah, I think that's all they see her as too, which I right. I think they're under – I actually shouldn't say I think. I know they are undervaluing her. Right. I mean, she's right. been with the company um, 11, 12 years, and – she's won the title twice. Right. And neither one of them has been a long reign. Um, her most recently reign, uh, you know, she took the belt off Naomi at SummerSlam and lost it before Survivor Series. Right. So, um, you know, it was, you it'd know, it so, nice. It just right. spitballing here. It'd have been nice if that, you know, tag team, um, match you know for the title with um the glamazon beth phoenix would have been a foray into her going heel taking part of the glamazon's heel persona because uh, natty especially aside from tamina and and naya she's definitely the physically the most dominating one they have on the roster outside right. those two so taking part of that character from Phoenix, um, having Phoenix kind of be as an inspiration to her having a good, strong, dominating run would have been, would have made sense. And it would have been nice to see, especially with Naya out on surgery. It's like, okay, we need a, we need a dominating woman now because this one's going to be right. out for a while. Well, this, this match went through so many changes because the initial posters, I think had Tamina in them. Um, they did. And so she was out. Um, of course, Sasha's out um, for obvious reasons. Um, but, I mean, uh, 
I got to say, this is not the eight I would have come up with um, because I would have limited. Right. But I mean, I would have had uh, Ruby Riot in here. I would have had um, Sonya Deville in here mm -hmm. because these are people that can truly be future stars and you can see doing more with than people who have kind of like and gives more of a question of who's going to win because you can kind of look at some of these and go, yeah, they're probably not going to win, you know? Right. Like, I, I mean, would, like, I know you like Naomi more than I do, but like looking at Naomi, you probably know she's there for spots rather than. Oh yeah. She's, she's, she, she, Naomi is the Shelton Benjamin slash Kofi Kingston. When they do these matches, she's there to flash her athleticism. So we, when we know she's not going to win. Don't you mean uh, Tom Maggie? Um, I would take if I'm booking this match. I take Bailey out. I take Carmella out. I put in Ruby Riot. Um, I put in Deville. I'll actually probably take Natty out um, as well, just because I know she's not going to go over and probably replace her with another Bruiser um, and Sarah Logan. See, that I way, can see that too. That way, you throw out more question marks on who actually may actually win this match. Right. And you have the former alliances, obviously, between Riot and Logan. You've got DeVille and Rose in there. Who knows what's going to happen? Adds a little bit more intrigue. Adds right. a little bit more of how is this actually going to play out. Right. So, yeah, I think that's... Um, yeah, I, but, I mean, when it comes down to it for me... Um, and if you make me pick one, you're gonna pick Manny Rose because it's Vince's type. Because of type, and because I think they, if if given their druthers, they prefer heel walking around with the briefcase. Well, it's, it it makes more for more interesting television. Exactly, have the heel have because they're going to do something sinister or sly or sneaky. I mean, right. they, the whole match got over thanks to Edge and the way he cashed in, like. Exactly. That's the reason why people like it. So well, if, if a face has it, it doesn't carry the same intrigue as well, when a heel has when, it. When you had a baby face cash in, like, and they did it honorably, like Cena and Braun Strowman, mm -hmm. they didn't win. Right. You know, when uh, a baby face cashed in by being an opportunist, it made them look weak. Right. So the only thing really to do is either to be a baby face and look weak or be be honorable and look like a schmuck. Right. Or to give it to a heel. Right. And the and rumor I, is no they heel. know that the last two years, like the male superstar hasn't looked like a superstar because they both failed. Mm -hmm. So they need to have um so they want to make both superstars this year a big deal. And I, I mean, they, they've been saying for a while, they see a lot Mandy Rose. Mm -hmm. So um, I could definitely see them, you know, and I'm, and I'm not saying, and, and again, it's close in my mind, but if you're going to make me pick one, just based on law of averages, call it that. Okay. I'll, I'll go with Mandy. I, I echo that. Mandy is definitely 
the one I see coming out of this as the winner. Um, I, I don't think if Hunter's booking it, it comes out that way. But I think Vince is going, look at her. Just, Just look, look at, at her. her. Look yeah. at the blonde hair. Look at the puppies on her. Look at her. She's a golden lioness. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's go to the men's. Do we have to? Match. Yeah, it's on the card. Um, so this is a mess. <laughs> All right. Well, for those who do not know, on the men's Money in the Bank Letter match, we have Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor. I'm still going to call him Mustafa Ali because just calling him Ali is just dumb, in my opinion. It's just too short. Andrade, uh-huh. Sami Zayn, Randy Orton, right. and everyone's favorite, Baron Corbin. Right. So you've got Randy Orton, who's... In his 15th match at <laughs> Money in the Bank. <laughs> what, what, why does Randy Orton need to be in this match? Then you've got Sami Zayn, who just won his way into this on Raw Monday night, for those right. who don't know, who don't watch Raw. Well, you know why Orton's in the match, so he can RKO out of nowhere for somebody. That's right. that's why he's in the match. So you've got Sami Zayn, who, with the help of Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Bobby Lashley, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, beat... Um, beat... Uh, beat Braun Strowman in a false count anywhere match on Monday night raw. Sorry. I had to burp in the middle of that sentence. And then they, uh, and to win his spot. So now Sammy Zayn is in there. Um, now as much as I like think they're going to do something with ricochet in a way, um, it's not going to be here. Ricochet and Mustafa Ali are just in there, uh, to do spots. Yes. Finn Balor is already the Intercontinental Champion, and he and Andrade are just in there to further their feud, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about a bit more later. Um, I don't think they're going to get put it on Orton. Now, Baron Corbin won a couple years ago and failed to cash in. Right. Um, so I think the smart money is on Drew McIntyre. Well... You're, I would say you're right. The smart money is probably on McIntyre. Um, however, I think it's going to be Corbin again um, because he's the one drawing the nuclear heat. Um, he's been racking up wins. You, you mispronounced go away. <laughs> he's, he, he's, he's the one getting the most reactions. Well, um, WWE rumor being Mill has been um, – that they were planning a major push for him after Money in the Bank. But the crowd is not responding to him the way they wanted to. So they're rapidly planning on changing that. Because I think, he's I think not get it, period, but I don't I don't I don't know. I think I, I think Corbin has a possibility of getting it. He um, has a possibility and Vince is very big on him, but at the same time, the fans are not. They're not, no. The fans feel the same way I do about him, which is that he is, is X-Bot 2019. Jeff Jarrett 2019. <laughs> yeah, 
it, it, the matches. By the way, Brian, last that's what Skull Ahita is, not Shawn Michaels in 1997. <laughs> um, McIntyre, to, you know, to me, they just seem to put to put the title on McIntyre and just see what he's got. Um, yeah. You know, I know they don't want to take it off Rollins that quickly, but well, for everything we were talking about, Elias uh, and anything that he is missing, Drew McIntyre has. Yes. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, he can't sing. Well, he can't sing, but he's, <laughs> but, but he's big. He can work. He's good looking. He's got the whole package. Got the whole package. And he can work heel or baby. Because. While he's been a heel, while he was on the main roster, he was a great baby while he was in NXT. Yeah. And and he was, um, and a lot of people were behind him until he got injured in that match with Andrade. Mm-hmm. And he was, um, and then when he came back and was brought in as the enforcer, it was a big switch. Um, but keep in mind before that, and when he was on the independent circuit, he was working as a baby face the whole time. He was, yes, indeed. So, um, they have someone who is um who can do either um and uh i think they uh i really think they need to um you know vince has been saying that this is his guy for a number of years you know this was the chosen one you know i think it's time to pull the trigger on him yeah he hasn't done anything with it yeah, I mean, he had an intercontinental title run, big deal. This is the time put the big belt on him, and and see what he can do because I think he's the type of guy fans can get behind, and they need. To, what I'm worried about is that they're going to get. Is that WWE is going to now that they're re-signing Brock? Is that they're going to be tempted to go back to him again, and that doesn't work. Yeah, the temptation is going to be strong. Um, who, who knows what they'll do, but they're going to be. I definitely think they'll strongly be tempted to put the belt back on Brock, which for, for no reason. Because if you put the belt back on Brock, it, it better be either to have McIntyre take it off him, or to have Lashley and him finally have a match. Like, honestly. They need to have him and Lashley have a match before they even think about putting the belt back. They should never put the belt back on Brock because Brock doesn't wrestle. Yeah, if they and if they did want to put it on him, he needs to be there. He needs to be more than part time. He needs to be there. Right. It there's here's the thing. If he wants to be a special attraction, that's fine. But do it the way Cena does. When Cena was a spe- you know Cena worked special attraction, but when he won, but when he won the title the last time, he was there. Yeah, and he wrestled on every show. No, like, like until, the- he, until he until he lost the titles. Right. So and he stuck around a little bit after that, and then he disappeared again. Right. So if Brock wants to be a special attraction, then he has to say, "Okay, I'm going to stay away from the title. I'll have my you know big money matches, but." You know, I mean, Brock knows that he can't use the lure of I'll go to UFC anymore. Right. Because that money isn't there anymore. Yeah, that's that's done for. So, so are, we, are we done with this train wreck? Speaking of money, 
Uh, we're going to jump into your Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. She has not one, but two matches. And she's the poster girl for this event. And she is the poster of this event. Yeah. Becky Two Belts will be defending the Raw Women's Championship against Lacey Evans. And she does look good there. I have uh-huh. to admit, I'm liking it, Becky Two Belts. Uh-huh. Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. Now, I think a lot of this is going to come down to who goes on first and who goes on second. Yes. Because but- I, I think the. I think the match, um, actually, I probably should have said the SmackDown women title first because I think that match is first. Um, so they haven't, I haven't heard anything announced officially about that, but I don't think Charlotte's going over here, um, or at least not getting a belt. You know, I'm not saying she won't win by a DQ or a count out or there'll be a double D, there'll be a schmoz or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Charlotte's taking a belt home. Um, we know that. And there's a lot, tons of rumors going around that, you know, Vince saying he sees a lot in Lacey Evans. We can all imagine what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, bond with some breast scissors. Right. And that he, uh, and even that he said he thinks there would be a pop if Lacey Evans won the title. So if Becky's going to drop one of her belts, it'll be to Lacey. At the same time, there's also been rumors that she's going to hold. Um, both belts till WrestleMania next year. So really, yeah, I have not heard that. I think I had. That... Okay, um, so I, I mean, she's so, got the endurance to, to, and they're going to book her properly to defend both. I mean, I'm not against it, but I, I think it would be stupid to have her defend the title, both titles at every pay per view. Um, that's what a double champion. Especially if for, for both brands, like not not anywhere else. I mean, you don't see. But nowhere else is doing this foolishness Ryan, either, Ryan, though. Ryan Ryan Bader isn't defending both titles at a pay per view. Pitbull Ferrer isn't defending both titles at a pay per view. A lot of times, the double champions will be in the either in a match or some type of triple threat match where both titles are on the line. Um, a la you know Angle as the IC Euro, D'Lo as IC Euro, like. You, you you have the belts I, of the papers that you got. You, I'm, I'm just saying, like they're they're doing the champ champ thing to mimic MMA. Yeah, but the actual champ champs aren't doing this. Right, like, but but the, I, all, I'm the just actual saying, champ champs are actually doing non <laughs> you know non predetermined combat too. Right. Well, I'm just saying, like I think that if they want to keep up that theme, they've got to say, well, it's not fair that she defend twice and now it would be really cool if they treated like a prize fight but they're not doing that um i agree with you as much as i would like to see charlotte go over just to take the belt back to smackdown and just have two champions and let lynch carry raw um and go and beat evans and let her and evans have a reasonable one-on-one feud i i think that i think that, that could go that, over. that's the other thing too is that they is that one reason Lacey may not go over is because they want Becky on Raw, which they should because especially because they have a big star on Raw. And if she so, but at the same time, I don't see Charlotte taking the belt back. So what they could do is have 
which is another reason I think Mandy or Ember Moon is going to win the title mm-hmm. because they're SmackDown stars. Have one of them win and then cash in. Um, not Wait, necessarily that night. that night, but cash in later. Right. Um, and then take the belt off of her and then she stays on raw. I think that would be the smart play personally. Right. Okay. So last two matches, we have the WWE championship, Kofi Kingston defending against KO Kevin Owens. Kofi. I think Kofi too. Uh, I don't think they're going to have a one month reign for, for Kofi here. Um, KO's back being a heel, which is what KO should be. I wasn't buying face KO against Daniel. Although Rock. he didn't want to turn, he said. So he said he didn't want to. I mean, the thing is, like, I like Face Owens because Face Owens is goofy, um, but he doesn't have L- like he's always fun as a face when he's with people. Like people enjoyed him hanging with New Day, you know, and and and. Uh, in PWG, you know, him and El Generico, like it's fun him being goofy with other people uh, as a face, but he's he's always been better as a heel. Um, sometimes you gotta go with what works, and he's a better he's just a better heel, man. I was hoping he'd stay face and he could feud with Sami Zayn. Honestly, though, when he when against Sammy, though, even though Sammy's that, that, great heel work right a, now, that was a joke. Oh, because they've feuded so many times already, and they keep saying it's their last match, and then they keep having yeah, they more keep matches. Having it. But 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 Owens is always better as the heel in those matches anyway. Like, and plus, why would you mess up Sammy's heat right now? He's doing great. Mm. Um, yeah, I just Kofi. That's that's honestly the. the the biggest news is out of you. Know, they tried to they try to make it look like a big betrayal, but I, I no one was really buying him as this replacement for Big E anyway. So, you know, the the turn, the stakes aren't what they would be if he was even known as even as a tweener. If he was a tweener and he had like some affiliation with them, it would have, it would have made more sense. Or had a bigger impact, but it was like, okay, I can see through this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely say Kofi. Yeah. So that leaves us with the Universal title. Yes, which for a match that I have been wanting to see for a long time, but this should be a SummerSlam. This should be a SummerSlam match. This should not be money yeah. in the bank. Um, Seth Rollins defending the Universal Championship versus the phenomenal AJ Styles. Which in their second meeting ever. Yes. And uh, I think Rollins picks up the Duke this time. I do too. Um, just, I mean, this is this this match has potential to be maybe the best match Money in the Bank pay per view has ever seen, but I don't know. It's just too early. I, I, I stopped getting my hopes up for these matches because I thought that uh, Nakamura and AJ was going to be like the best match mm-hmm. and, at WrestleMania a couple years ago, and then it was kind of let down. They were just kicking each other in the balls? No, that was before they started doing that because that was when oh, Nakamura right. did was, it was, at, the end. at the end. But it was 
so I don't want to get my hopes up because I know what they're both capable of because I know what Tyler Black's capable of. I know what AJ Styles is capable of. But what they're capable of versus what they're capable of in a WWE match. Right. That's a whole different ball game. Right. And one, they should hold on ice until SummerSlam. Right. It's just... Like what? Well, you tell me you this should be we should be seeing Seth Rollins versus McIntyre right now or something like that. I think they're holding Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns till SummerSlam. Oh God, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I tell you, that's what they're doing. You're probably <laughs> right. You know, and and, and the franchise. By the way, people, you know, you have never no idea how much that pained him to say that. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> It hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the franchise recently echoed similar situation that he feels that Vince is angling Roman back towards the title picture as well. Um, and I had to agree with him, too. Like, I, I, it looks like that's where they're angling him. But I I don't want to see that at SummerSlam. That would, that would kill the vibe of SummerSlam. Totally kill it. And would kill everything they're doing with Seth Rollins. Yes. Yes, indeed. But wrestling, that you know, is a game that Vince McMahon plays, and until he goes away or to play with his football toy or or whatever, that's the game he's going to play. So those are our predictions for Money in the Bank. But while we're on the topic of games, I want you to imagine something, Cold Heart. Imagine watching Raw and it's really bad or not being able to have any decent wrestling. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, you said imagine watching Raw and it's really bad. It should be easy for you to imagine because... I don't have to imagine. I just watch Raw Monday night. I saw... I saw... I saw... Wait a minute. I saw... saw, let Let me put it this way. I saw The Miz and Roman Reigns as a tag team. Yeah, you did. Facing Elias and Bobby Lashley. You did have to watch that. Okay. Well, again, it's not hard to imagine because, you know, recent Raws have been pretty bad. I mean, we've had a couple of good ones scattered in there. but So, imagine, not hard to do, Raw is bad, but you want to still get your wrestling fix. Mm-hmm. Well, I came across something that's very interesting. On Kickstarter... Solo Uno Noche. It's a luchador wrestling card game for two to four players. From ages nine and up, intuitive to play, one-on-one, tag team, and melee modes. So imagine for you whipping out Solo Uno Noche, playing with your daughter, being able to have your cards, hit points, knock out, make a tap. And that way you actually have some good wrestling action. So instead it's a card of, game? It's a board game. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's a board game, uh, but card-based. Mm-hmm. Multiple wrestlers. You got, a, you got a female wrestler. I forget her name. It's like a Blanca something. Um, but it's a very interesting board game. I'll encourage you to check it out. Um, I watched their video on Kickstarter. 
really cool concept and I, and also affordable. I think the, uh, the version that gets you the game plus any updates, if they hit their stretch goal, is only like 32 bucks. Mm-hmm. So a very affordable game, but what would, would you yourself being a big wrestling fan, would you play, even consider playing a wrestling board game? Possibly. At, at this point in my life, I don't know. I mean, me a few years ago, definitely. So the so the difference between then and now is? Um, time and availability. Okay. Nowadays, I'm more inclined to play video games. Yeah, but the video games sometimes can, as much as I love them, because you know I own them as well. I guess it's you know I think of it as it's a change of pace from having the same old, same old uh, that can get pretty repetitive on WWE 2K. Yeah, I I have like three three different 2K games I use for different things, so. I have one I use for old school. I have one that I use for my home federation, and I have one that I use for modern. Okay. So. Let me ask you this. Have you ever played the, since we're talking games, have you ever played the WWF Wrestling Challenge Board game? Um, long time ago, if it's what I'm thinking of. The one with the big circle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the one. Because I thought... I thought that was a, I thought that was a hot mess. I mean, it had the wrestlers I liked on it. You know, it was perfect, Jake, but you know, boss man. But I was also like, yeah. I had one even older than that. I had one that was from like 1986. Okay. That had Hogan and Big John Studd and <laughs> Big John Studd, Bundy and all those guys. Had all I got the ugly it, guys on it. <laughs> I, I got it at uh. Like Spencer gifts when I was a kid. Okay. Why? Well, I, I would encourage I would encourage you to check it out. Um, anyone listening, if you're into board games as well as your love of wrestling, also I encourage you to go on Kickstarter and check out Solo Una Noche. Um, it's right now it's on Kickstarter. I think their Kickstarter has got about eighteen uh, roughly days uh, this day that we're recording. Um, but again, you know, check it out. Very easy to to learn game, you know. Hit your opponents with body slam cards, spinning drop kick cards. Uh, you know, play is El Pequeño Elefante, El Tree El Tigre Fortivo, or Mano de Otra Madre, and La Fantasma Blanca. Those are your four characters that you get to play the game with. You know, one's obviously face, one's obviously heel. You got a striker, and you got more of a Fan, the phantasma, she's more of a, we call her a myth, so she's more of a, your Undertaker, Bray Wyatt type of character, you know, dark and mysterious. Definitely check that out. Um, it's by the team at, uh, led by, please talk to him by email, Eric uh, Wallstrom, I want to say his name is pronounced. I'm not the best at some of these uh, wall and strum names. I'm not good at pronouncing them. So, Eric, if you're listening, I apologize if I butchered 
your name. Um, but definitely really, really cool. I probably, I'm planning on backing it myself. Um, unfortunately, found out a little too <laughs> late to get a demo copy, but uh, cabin21games.com is the company behind it. Eric and his team uh, definitely looks like something I think if you've got free time and people to play with will be interesting for any wrestling fan. So we had also talked about our buddy Vincent Kennedy McMahon and his son-in-law when it came to who they would put into what match. But allegedly some, uh, some heat has been building between the man of three H's and Meek Mahan. Uh-huh. You said you wanted to chat about that. See, I heard a little rumbling here and there, but I have not heard all the details. So please enlighten yeah. me. So there's been a lot going on. It started with an incident on Twitter where <clears throat> Vince had, or, or not Vince, but Triple H had liked a post on Twitter where someone said, you know, if we want the company to get better, don't have Vince in charge, have Triple H in charge. And Triple H liked it. Someone screenshotted it. Triple H unliked it a a while later. But the screenshot existed and of course went viral. And um it started stirring up more people in WWE talking. Um and you know basically saying they feel the same way that you know if you look at how nxt is run compared to how the main roster is run right that it's nxt is run better which obviously triple h runs nxt (laughs) and that the most recent thing that i read today was basically that triple h has gotten more and more expressive and that the most frustrated person after each show every night is now triple H because he's frustrated with the way that Vince is um, running the shows. Righto. So essentially triple H is uh, echoing our sentiment as fans on Twitter. And so some of the rest of the rock room is as well. Right. So, well, not just the locker room, but like the writers, the agents, people like that, um, all feel that maybe Vince has lost touch. Um, I think it's been a sentiment for a while, but especially now. Mm -hmm. Um, And they feel that, you know, H would be the better guy to be running things. Um, You know, and I'll say this, I think for a long time, Triple H got a bad rap. Um, and, you know, saying he essentially slept his way to the top. Um, but you know what? He's proven he belongs there. Well, see, I, I, anyone that says that's a hater because when they put him and Stephanie having their on-screen relationship predates their actual coming together, like, you know, they were pushing him to be a top guy. Right. Well, I mean, at the top of the the business side of the company, not oh, okay. the, not not the, not the wrestling side of the company. Yes, he was already a top guy. He was already world champion several times over by the time that the two of them got together. Right. But as far as being the business side of the company, but you know what? He's proven he deserves to be at the top side of the business side of the company. 
Yeah, I mean, he, no, he's hard, you're hard-pressed to find someone who loves and cares and respects the business more than he does. And understands it because he's acquiring the talent. Mm-hmm. He's making the acquisitions. Um, and he's shown with NXT, he knows what needs to be done. Because if you look at NXT storylines, up until Vince jerks people away with no rhyme or reason, you have storylines that make sense, that tell a story, that you have entertaining matches, you have people, for the most part, that can work. Now, you occasionally see people that you can go, okay, that's a Vince guy. Right. That's someone that Vince is bringing up and Vince wants something done with. Mm-hmm. And even then, you can tell when Triple H is trying to make chicken salad, so to speak. Precisely. Um, but for the most part, you can tell when he's got people he's trying to do something with. And he's trying to make them into stars and do something with them. And then he is um, or just letting people go out. And even if they're not ever going to be a huge star, but let them go out and show what they can do as workers. And, um, you know, that is, but then you get people up on the main roster and what we've constantly seen is with Vince, let's go back to the same stuff we've been doing. Well, this worked 20 years ago. Let's do the authority. Let's do Mr. McMahon. Let's all these changes. You know, they're going to listen to the fans. This, this whole new regime. And it's a whole but what we like, got was old regime. Right. It's, we've got the same stuff they've been doing for 20 years. I mean, uh, they tried doing the Mr. McMahon thing with every superstar since Steve Austin, it seems. Yeah. Now they're trying to do it like multifold with like Shane and Miz and Roman and Mr. McMahon now. And it's like, that's not going to work. No, like it doesn't have it didn't work when you were trying to do it with Bischoff and John Cena. It didn't work when you were trying to do it with Cena and McMahon. It didn't work when you were trying to do it with, you know, everybody else, because it was it was lightning in a bottle when you had Austin McMahon and a little bit when it was Rock and McMahon. McMahon, Yeah. But now you can't. You can't keep expecting it to work over and over again, you right. know. So it's just and 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 pushing the same people that haven't worked for the same few years. Going, oh well, we'll give them Baron Corbin, you know. No, people don't want to see Baron Corbin. They want to see some, you know. They they want to see something that excites them. Mm-hmm. And 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 sorry, like I mean, I think. I think a few years ago, Baron Corbin was pretty cool. Like when he first came up, when he was in NXT and when he first came up, he was pretty cool. Now it seems like he's gotten lazy. That's my opinion. Okay. I think Baron Corbin now compared to where he was is lazy. Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, I don't think his gimmick's nearly as cool as it was when he was the lone wolf. Um, I don't think his work's as good. Um, 
but you know he's i mean i i i think there's i mean he's just gotten so goofy too for i mean after you've been constable corbin how do i take you seriously yeah i mean i i like i like the heel you know commissioner um angle i thought it really helped you know him get reactions out of the crowd i just didn't think they used him effectively as much as they could have in that in that role because uh, he he looks like the type of guy who would lord authority over you and, and be a dick about it um well here's the thing that role works best for someone who is a diminutive person for an not, not all the time because um when when uh when regal was doing it as a heel that man's not diminutive to anybody uh, right but regal's not six foot eight right but he's also what he's what six four and no he, no regal's not nearly that tall well he's not a small man no but still i mean regal but at the same time regal was an aristocrat type person so right. you, that person downplays out. that and regal also would crouch himself down and do things to make himself look small look smaller right right bear regal could play himself for lack of a better term almost like a sissy if he wanted to mm-hmm. to make him to make himself seem less of a threat I mean, Baron Corbin is a former NFL player. He's six foot eight. He's three hundred pounds. Him playing the 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 scaredy cat commissioner just didn't make any sense because who's this guy supposed to be afraid of? Aside from Braun Strowman, right? So, I mean, if you've got, I mean, it to me it just didn't make any sense the whole constable thing was stupid he's walking out and he's wearing a badge on his shirt and it's just like it was too much like chief morley to me yeah and i mean that was stupid too yes yeah that didn't do anything for sean morley's career yeah well i mean sean morley's career was dead after they after the first val venus run so yeah but chief morley didn't <laughs> didn't help anything right but anyway, um, on to the couple other things that we were going to talk about. Um, there's two other things we had to talk about. One was well, the new power couple. Yes. Um, and the other was um, the rumored push for a certain uh, um, Latino superstar. Oh, you mean uh, Senora Ablas Inglés Andrade? Yes. So let, let's let's go there and we'll, we'll end with uh, the couple. Um, so again, you know, this is obviously coming from the rumor mill, so we don't know how valid it is. Right. Um, but allegedly, Vince McMahon told Andrade to learn English and then get back to him. Okay. Well, the more of what I've heard is that they're very big on him, and he's getting some a lot of support, and and they should be. He's a great worker. Um, and that he is scheduled for a lot of um, intercontinental matches with Balor, mm-hmm. and that um, he possibly could be even looking at a run in the future, um, the near future. Um, personally, I think him and Balor could have some great matches. Mm-hmm. Um, he did go over Balor in a fatal four-way this week, 
So if the two of them can have some good matches, um, now I'm going to say something that probably won't be popular, but it's probably true. Well, cold heart coming out. Go ahead. And that's going to be that, you know, his, it probably doesn't hurt who he's sleeping with. Oh yeah. Yeah. That doesn't hurt at all. So, I mean, you know, she got them on the same, you know, well, no, okay. I'll say she didn't get them on the same brand. I mean, that was more Fox, but you know, but at the same time, you know, obviously she has some stroke in backstage. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I think that, uh, you know, she is, she's not going to not get in someone's ear and go, Hey, you know, he's been working really hard and, you know, he really deserves a look, you know? Yeah. My boo thing happens to need a look. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to be a hundred percent positive and say that Charlotte Flair didn't say that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you know, we, we seen, we seen how Ashley is. She's a little stiff. Uh, I just wish she would stop wooing. I know why she does it, but I cringe every time she woos. You know what's crazy about her wooing is it used to be better. It's like she tries too hard to like like accentuate her woos to be like her dad's but not her dad's, and it just comes out sounding bad. The, the last time, uh, the only thing that makes me cringe harder than her wooing is her dad tweeting out her pictures from the body issue. See, I, you know, I thought her pictures from the body issue were, were good. No, I'm talking about her dad tweeting them out. Oh, that's 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 weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're they're, they're, they're I don't know they're, they're they're not sexy. I mean, they're they show I don't know. Is he doing it often? Like, was it like before? Once no, before they came out. Like, I'm flipping through like Instagram, and there's like three naked butt pictures of, of Ashley and they're all from Rick. And he's like, my daughter, I'm so proud of her. And I'm like, three, like, I can see one. I'm, okay. Maybe one without the booty in them, but yeah. I'm the father of a daughter. I would not be no, That would no. Mm-mm. Hey, I'm a father of four of them. Like, I, I'm, I, when I think of her, but I, I don't remember the entire spread. I know there's one where she's like sitting and the, the picture's to the side and you can kind of see the muscles rippling. And so it's a great, it's a great shot. Like that's the one I, if I was going to tweet out a, you know, obviously every, all the bits are covered. If I was going to tweet out a new picture of a daughter, that would be the pose I, I'm doing. If her, if her butt is fully on display, you know that's 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 weird yeah um, yeah so i was yeah so that was no okay yeah that's that's different all right okay yeah i don't <laughs> i got nothing for that <laughs> i i can't uh i can't add to that that's definitely but i have to that's wreck i have to take a swig after that one <laughs> got, got to reload on your baja blast yeah um Sugar-free Baja Blast. Oh, Got to keep my glucose down. <laughs> hey, my glucose is down, sir. That's good. That's good. Mine is not after drinking an, an entire 52-ounce uh, Simply Lemonade. Um, uh. Yeah, my, my, my glucose is up today. All right. So speaking of things being high, there's no We're high- not talking about Rob Van Dam today. Well, he, he's he's always low. 
I mean, he's high, but he's also just he's cool. He's just he's Zen, man. He's RVD, bro. No one gets higher than Rob Van Dam. I don't know. Some people have gone pretty high. Uh, no, that was a line from Heyman on Raw one time. <laughs> they actually got past the censors. Oh my God, Heyman. Uh, okay, so um, we have a power couple to, to finish the show off of. And that is, since it's official, you know, Seth Rollins tweeted out a picture of him and Becky two belts and a passionate, loving embrace. A smooching embrace. Yeah, passion, loving embrace. That's well, embrace can imply they're just kissing. They they were mouthing. <laughs> they were I mean, sucking like, face. Em, embrace. They could just be hugging. They could just have their arms around each other. Their 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 mouths were touching. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought the passionate part was inferring that they were kissing. All right, so Becky Two Bells and Seth Rollins be swapping spit, y'all. I they are officially. They were tongue wrestling. They are officially an IG official couple. Um, they've been a couple for some time. We kind of got an idea of that from some of the posts that. Uh, and that they were sitting together at the Hall of Fame ceremony. Together at the Hall of Fame, the workouts together with Seamus on his YouTube kind of let us know uh, that there was something going on between this couple. Um, this is officially, you know. The <clears throat> the beast slayer burning it down uh, because he's now dating the man. Huh. There's talk about stroke right now backstage where he, your top you know your top guy essentially is dating your top girl. Yeah, this is we really haven't seen this. I mean, Triple H and Stephanie kind of did it, but I was, yeah. Her having the belt was different than Becky being the you know having the belts because you know everyone steps on a you know, steps on a worker um, where where Becky is so but this is like the this, I haven't seen anything close to this outside of, of uh, Steph and Hunter and you know I wonder how long they can keep it going. I, I I don't know, but it was but that's definitely quite a, a couple. Um, and um, you know, uh, hats off to them, Mazel Tov. Indeed. Uh, um, and uh, you know, there you got to wonder now what kind of rumors are going to come out about them because there's going to be a lot of jealousy and a lot of people are going to start talking smack about them and saying, "Well, this, that, and the other." Yeah, haters are going to hate. And also, we all know Steph has, I mean, uh, not Steph, but uh, Seth, excuse me, has a wondering pee-pee, so. Yeah, yeah, he has been known to step out on his ladies. So, we'll have to see how that goes about. Although, although something tells me Becky is, like, not the girl to cheat on, because, like, she seems like she'd be psycho, like, if she caught you cheating. She's Irish, she'll put, she'll. I think she's Irish Catholic, so she'll probably strap a bomb on somebody and blow them up. Mm. Like that girl don't let she play. Mm. Yeah. But. Speaking of, you know, um the the Lynch women, um, we got to share a laugh uh yeah. with Big E. Yeah. Uh, so Big E has been obviously really bored as he recovers from his uh groinal area injury. 
and decided and, to have and looking to do other things with it apparently <laughs> apparently uh it must be kind of rested up as uh he got really flirty flirty on yeah. the twitter with yeah. let me pull oh. let me pull up the actual exchange pull here yeah pull yeah. up the thread yeah this was this um this made my day and i sent this to uh to you guys and then there was a, a ps to it later on which I actually got a laugh out of Matt, which is hard to do sometimes. Little Matt, not Big Matt. Yeah, getting a laugh out of Big Matt's easy the, to do. It's not that easy. The franchise uh, did also engage in some laughter. Okay, so, um, so this started out with Becky posting a picture with her mom and Lacey Evans saying, "Oh, would you look at that? I wish I could have met her." Then Becky replying, "She met you. She wasn't impressed." Then Big E responded to that tweet with, I would take my jacket off and toss it across a puddle so Mama Lynch could walk across it. Then he replied immediately, scratch that. I would lay my whole body across that puddle so Mama Lynch could walk across me. Then Becky replied, E, she's married. She said to message her burner phone later. Then Big E replied, I'm so sorry. Let her know I have some time off and I can be in Dublin by tomorrow. Uh, which further said, she said, um, then he said, um, I would learn to become a cycling class instructor and offer Mama Lynch free classes just in hope to seeing her post-workout glisten. To which Becky said, she said if she can just install pedals on you, she's willing to risk it all. <laughs> and then Biggie said, oh, she's said, trying to ride? <laughs> she said, she's trying to ride? And Becky, my favorite Fly ever. I'm just telling you, I better not end up Beck E. Langston out of all of this. Yes, that is the best. I, I want to chant that. I want to go to a show right. and start chanting Beck E. Langston. That Which Big fantastic. Matt immediately applied, replied, I want to go to a raw show and start chanting Beck E. Langston. Which then, um, a little later on, I sent them a picture um, that Big E tweeted out of him laying back looking at his ipad and then when you flip it around it's a picture of on the lynch yes which got a laugh out of little matt if, if also known as the franchise if you can't imagine that if you've probably seen the meme of wolverine from x-men lying looking at the picture um and then the people will put in whatever they want into the picture frame big e was making his own version of that showing himself lying down looking at the ipad and that's a reverse angle it's a picture of Mama Lynch. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you, if you don't know where the whole franchise cold heart thing came from, this uh, Matt threw up, little Matt threw up his name on the screen from his, um, his, his, his moniker from our old backyard wrestling federation, which if you don't know, uh, Matt and I became friends um, first from church and then from wrestling with each other. And his, one of his monikers was the franchise. So, um, just as a nod to that, I threw up my one of my monikers, the cold heart. Apparently, that is sticking. Of course, it sticks. You give me a moniker to use, I'm going to use it. Yep. So, so yeah. So uh, the power couple may find themselves as uh, the uh, the stepchildren to Big E Langston and and Mama Dukes Lynch, and uh, 
they also continue to uh, enjoy the hilarity as Biggie mentioned that he would be he obviously would be proud of her and wouldn't have to worry about 20 years of raising her and having to deal with all that stuff. He could just jump right in and enjoy the benefits. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to picture um, Biggie as, as uh, Seth's father-in-law, especially after he beat Seth for the NXT title. Yes, like, come here, boy. Mm-hmm. Sit at my table. What's your intentions with my daughter? You know I yeah. beat you up before. Yeah. I don't know why I'm trying to make him something. Five count. Five count. <laughs> Five. Oh, can we get that Big E back? I mean, I like the New Day, but. Uh, I, I, I miss the Big E who would do the five count. Yes. I do, too. He, I, he's another person the, big, the, the main roster ruined. Oh, so, so, so true. Truer words never uttered. So that concludes tonight's episode of Breaking Ring Rust. We covered a lot, so I hope you enjoyed it. Any, wait, wow, wow, we didn't what? go nearly as long as I thought we did. No, we're mm. we're getting we're getting we're getting good at this, bro. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, well, not when you're interrupting my closing, you know, but. We thank you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, marks of all ages, for joining us on this latest installment of Breaking Ring Rust. If you're new to the show, we especially thank you for listening. You can follow us at Jeek Nation on Facebook with that ad symbol at J-E-E-K-N-A-T-I-O-N. That's Jeek Nation on Twitter as well at that same handle. You can listen to Breaking Ring Rust on all your major podcast networks itunes spotify Castbox. if you listen to um podcasts on a different service and we don't happen to be found on there please message us let us know and we will endeavor to get on there you can catch all other jig nation content like the original jig podcast as well as other content um, also on those podcast networks as well as our youtube channel just search Jeek Nation, subscribe, and ring, hit the bell to get notifications. For my tag team partner, the Cold Heart, JT, I am your host, Rockin' Mr. Magic. And until next time, get yourselves over, Marks. By the way, does our interest say, still say when a when a black man or white man is? Yeah, I've got. I, I, yeah, I've got to change the. Uh, the say like when a black man and two honkies. <laughs> two uh, two southern two southern guy. Uh, two southern uh, crackers. Southern two southern gentlemen. I can't call you crackers, but two southern gentlemen. What what happens when the the Dukes of Hazard come to Harlem? They start a wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.